Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. My name is Travis, the host, Marine Corps veteran. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hoobazoo Network. You can find out more on hoobazoo.com. And I have been waiting for this moment for a very long time. Uh, throwback to Tennessee, I have Richard Farr, who's very far. I got that right this time, Richard. You got it right, man. You got it right. And, you know, his co-host, sidekick, uh, mentor, uh, Commander Richard Fleek, gentleman of the, of the Skullbutt podcast. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Hey, Travis. Actually, I, I'm the co-host. He's he's the host. Well, we're both co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. you're both well, co-hosts. Whatever. I don't know. However that works out, I don't know. <laughs> well, you're both co-hosts. Oh. In, a, in a two-person show, you're both co-hosts. Sounds good yeah, to me. Well, okay. I guess Team that's one. how that works. No, no, no man fights alone, right, Marine? No man fights alone. That's right. All right. All right. Hoorah. Semper Fi. Semper Do or fi. die. So, yeah. Andrew, we met about three years ago, right? We met three years ago. Yes. Um, I, uh, I remember Katrina and I, we, uh, we met and then we came up to Boston and uh, actually physically met you, uh, which was really, really cool. Um, and we got to have lunch at, man, where was that seafood place we went to in Boston? It was right on the bay. It's the Palm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was the Palm. That was great, man. Um, and, you know, I love everything about Oscar Mike Radio and, and you've been we've been friends for a long time and it's been it's been a great journey. You're, you're the one that actually broke the seal on my being on podcasts. So thank you very much, Travis. So it, it has come full circle. I'm, I'm, you know, Commander, I'm extremely uh, humble and honored to meet you. And I, and I really like you all's story. Now, I'm not going to get into all their you know, full origin story. We're not going to do a prequel here, but just briefly for our audience, kind of flip a coin. One of you go first and just tell us about your military, you know, story. You can go, uh, you can go Andrew. Are you sure? Sure. Go ahead. All right. Um, Richard Andrew Farr, uh, United States Marine, Purple Heart recipient. Uh, 2005 was in Karma, 2006 Ramadi, 2007 aboard the, the greatest, well, actually the second greatest naval vessel, the USS uh, Kearsarge. Um, now I'm a VFW chaplain. Um, I did, a, I did a, a big stint with IW for, a long, for three years of my life. Um, Marine Corps League, American Legion. Um, and now uh, three years... Uh, recovering alcoholic and um grateful recovering alcoholic and um, now my life is to help veterans out wherever i can and however if i can if i can get there if i can help them i'll do it if i can't i know someone that will get them the help that they need that's fantastic that's fantastic yes. uh commander sir yes i served in the united states navy i'm yes. aboard the uss carl vinson aircraft carrier um I sailed four continents when I was 20 years old. Uh, Top Gun was filmed on my ship while I was there. Two of my friends actually made the move, made it in the movie. Um, when I got out of the Navy, um, I had a kind of rough uh, transition and back into civilian life. So my wife talked me into joining some groups. So uh, the first group I joined was the American Legion. Then I joined the VFW. Then I, uh, joined the Dearborn Allied War Veterans Council. Dearborn, Michigan is my hometown. And uh, in those three groups, I was the junior vice, senior vice, and commander of all three groups. I moved to Tennessee, 
Um, I got out of the game for a couple of years. I've been here for about eight years. I got out of the game for about four years. And then, uh, like it was bothering me, I got the itch. So, uh, I joined the VFW and, uh, Andrew talked me into being the commander again. And so yeah, <laughs> I was the commander of 4575 of Murfreesboro. And then we split from them and, uh, created our brand new, um, very own VFW Stones River Post of 206. And, uh, mind you, when we we're members of 4575 in one year, we we're all American. So it's very, what, what, what is that? we are, we are en route to be all American again this year. So, um, we need a couple more things commander and then we'll be done. <laughs> what, what does all American mean? All American, um, there's certain prerequisites that you have to get. Uh, Voice of Democracy, Patriots Pen, Community Service. Uh, you have to have a social media. Um, um, uh, you have presence. to have a presence. You have to you have to sign up for Action Corps, which is the news lab. Action Corps is basically, it's an email that you get from the VFW, and it tells all about uh, what's going on legislatively. Cause the VFW, I don't know if you know this, but we, we helped pave the way for the, the Montgomery GI bill back in, in, uh, I think it was 1954, um, agent orange blue water Navy. Um, and now we're doing burn pit registry. I mean, basically that, that email keeps you up to date with what's going on between, you know, the VFW national and Congress. And, it's very, it's very good to be a part of that action core because you know what we, the VFW national is trying to do for us, for all the 1.3 million members of the VFW nationwide. Awesome. When we started, we started in a basement of a church was probably like five or six of us. And we exploded, exploded, exploded. Outstanding, outstanding. And, and so you're doing all this and, and you know, whose idea or how did, the Skullbutt podcast really come to be. Um, well, it, that was okay. his idea. That was his baby, Travis. So, well, okay. So it, it comes to be, I'll get into that in a second, but because, you know, there's a lot of people starting podcasts and they really can't articulate why. So what prompted you to say, you know, I want to do this. Oh, so it's a super easy question. So uh, when I was a, when I was a young kid, um, I was fortunate to have seven grandparents. Uh, so three of my great grandparents were alive when I was a youngster. Oh, wow. And uh, so I had three grandfathers and four grandmothers. All three of my grandfathers are combat veterans. My great grandpa, Carr, he was in a uh, world war one in the Navy. His son, uh, my grandpa Carr, he was uh, in the army. He served with the old Hickory 30th division and uh, he fought uh Hitler's SS division, not once, but twice and dismantled the SS division both times so bad that Hitler himself called my grandfather's group, uh, Roosevelt's SS division. My, uh, my other grandfather on my dad's side, um, he was in the United States Navy when he was actually in boot camp when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, his, uh, first assignment was after they, you know, they cut his boot camp short and they sent him to Pearl Harbor to, uh, assist and clean up you know, i.e. fill body bags. And so ever since I was a young kid, I would always ask my grandparents about uh, military life and the wars. You know, I was super intrigued, like how does somebody make it through a war, like especially World War II, man. So uh, every time I would talk to my grandpa Carr, you know, the one that was in the army, um, he would like, he would break down and not like, like sob, but 
you know, he'd well up in tear so bad. Like my mom would always lecture me before we went to his house, you know, stop asking your grandpa about the war. It upsets him. But like, I couldn't help it. You know, I had to pull these stories out. And then when I became a veteran myself, I would sit at American Legion's VFWs and I'd find the old guy sitting at the bar and I'd pull their story out. And I just loved it. I love getting people's stories. And so uh, I've had this idea of this podcast. This podcast thing just exploded, right? Over the last, what, eight, 10 years. Yep. And uh, so I was like, um, I, my original intent was just to go out and interview people, put it on, uh, make a digital media of it somehow, and then give it to the family so the family has their stories forever. But then, uh, you know, I've been listening to all these podcasts and I'm like, you know what, this would be a perfect podcast. You know, there's all kinds of podcasts, you know, like Navy SEALs getting like high level stories. And, but like, there's so many, there's millions of other stories out there that people are not hearing. And then every time one of these veterans dies, their story goes with it. You'll never hear that story again. So it's like near and dear to my heart, you know, this, so this is like, basically it comes down to legacy, you know, following my grandparents' footsteps, getting their stories. And uh, I tell you what, when uh, me and Andrew are sitting at this very table right now, and we have somebody in the hot seat, our, it, it gets emotional in here. We've yeah, shed tears. We've shed tears I've heard on this on the show. I've heard the tears. I've, I've listened to your show. Uh, I've heard the tears. Um, speaking of Andrew, because you know he's a force of nature. How, how did you and Andrew come to work together on this? Uh, well, hey, uh, Commander Fleek asked me, and I was very honored and humbled um, that he'd want to hear my voice like every other week on the radio. Um, but I think it's a great. I think his idea is amazing. It's recording the stories of those that came before us and those that paved the way. And we've had some really, really, really good um, uh, interviewees. Um, a, a Vietnam vet we just had. Uh, I saw a change. He was real nervous the first, like, maybe five, ten minutes of the podcast. And then, like that, something clicked, and he just calmed down. He started, he started, you know, you know, just cutting it up with us. And I'm like, because he was talking about it and getting it out, and to us, it was, very it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I've never seen something like that. I mean, maybe I got, maybe that's something that happened to me, but I'd never seen it to another person. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was very cool. And I think fleek has a great idea. Uh, and he's just a, a wonderful person to work with. So that Vietnam veteran he's talking about, um, he was very humble and he kept saying, you know, I feel bad because I didn't do as much as most people did in the, during the Vietnam war. And then like five minutes later, he's like, yeah, when I got my bronze star and I was like, what? what's hold, hold up right now? You didn't do anything significant yet. You're holding a bronze star. Are you kidding me? Super, super humble, man. It was, it was an amazing interview. Yeah, it was. Well, I, I really, I've listened to all your podcasts and I, and I like the way that you all are starting to get a gel going. Yeah. And it was rough at first. It was. It was we're shaky. bouncing off each other. <laughs> we had yeah, no idea happens. what the hell we were doing. <laughs> it happens. I mean, you listen to some of my first 30, 40, you know, podcasts. They were not good at all, really, honestly. Um, but I like the way you guys are kind of settling into a groove. It's really cool to see. Um, just technically, because I'm, a, I'm I, there's an element of technology in this. I mean, what do you use to you know set up your show? 
Like, uh, first, yeah. So first of all, we don't use video yet. We're not that level yet, but one day we'd, we'd love to, but, uh, I use all road equipment. So I have a yeah. roadcaster pro and nice. road four, four road mics with, that's exactly what I'm, you can see me using right now. Yeah. And I just have a six foot folding table up in my man cave. And uh, we just bring our guests here or like we had a Korean war vet and I knew that, uh, you know, he's aging. I think he said he was 91 years old and I didn't want to bring him to my house and climb the stairs. So a buddy of mine, his name's Trent Denson. He runs a podcast. He like manages a podcast. He has like spread the positive like the umbrella of all these other podcasts, spread the positive. And uh, he opened his studio up to us anytime we want. So we have the, we have access to an actual studio uh, podcast studio or, or my man cave where I'm at right now. Well, I, I wanted to say um, one podcast to another, the thing that I really you know appreciate is uh, I'm looking at your kit. I'm like, I, I knew you're using a, a, your road guy. I, I knew that, <laughs> but I appreciated that because you sound good. Um, it, it's like, yes, somebody who took the extra effort to yes. get the, the, the mixer kit out, get the mic styled in and you all sound good when you do this. And it's really appreciated from my perspective as someone who does the same craft. This, like, this is Andrew's favorite part. He's he's got he's got a tune for all the services, man, except for Space Force, because I don't I don't even think they have a tune yet. I don't think they have a tune. <laughs> we could do Lost in Space. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So you're you're a road guy. I, I'm I'm a Zoom yes. guy myself. Uh, the, this my mic is not a, a high end mic, uh, but you know I I like it because. And, and you've already, you know, been able to take what you do and, and um, you know, share it around with somebody else. And I like that with the podcast community, you know, good podcasters will share what they have. Um, one thing that I'm like, yes, I told you all this before we got going today is you're getting yourselves out there. Um, tell me about supporting the Dogs for War event, because look, folks. If you're a, a podcaster, especially a military podcaster, these these guys have done it. They took their show on the road and made a positive impact at an event. And anybody can do it if you just yeah. do it. So I was really interested in that because I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. So how'd that come to be? Hey, Andrew called me one day and says, hey, uh, Dogs of War are doing a a fundraiser in Nashville and they asked if we could bring the, uh, the podcast and just interview random veterans as they walk by. And, uh, Oh, by the way, uncle Cy will be there and we can interview him. And I was like, well, first of all, hell yes. But now that uncle Cy's there, I, I, I will not miss this for the world. <laughs> Dude, he jumped as soon as I said, uncle Cy is like, yep, sign me up right now. Yeah, I, I was very honored that they even knew about us. We didn't reach out to them. They came to us. And I was, first of all, we've only been doing this for three months. So first of all, how the hell did they find us? And second of all, hell yes, we will definitely be there. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as your yeah. show comes from a place of, uh, well, I like to call it truth. Hey, how many, uh, how many interviews did we do that day? Like five or six, something like five that. Five or six. And they were, they were awesome interviews, man. They were great. Yeah. Even if we didn't get another, and they were like, yeah. 
even if we didn't get Uncle Si, it would have been worth it a hundred times over. I would do it a hundred times over. It was amazing. Yeah, we got Travis McVeigh and and Michael and and uh, 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 Malachias Mal- and Uncle Si. Um, Chris was, Turner. Oh yeah, Chris Turner. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. yeah, I love Chris Turner, man. So what was it like? I'm I'm always curious because I've gone quote on the road before close quote where you pick up and you go to a different place and set up and do this. What was you know getting out of the studio like? Uh, it was kind of a struggle at first because it was at a gun club outdoors, so we're, the the mics were picking up all kinds of background noise. So um, I actually took the uncle's side and I finished editing it yesterday. So it took me a little bit extra longer because I wanted to try to uh, you know get that background noise out because I didn't want it, it was such a great story. I didn't I didn't want to get lost in the noise and the background noise. So. But it was, it was a little nerve-wracking at first, but it's kind of like interviewing that Vietnam veteran. You know, once we sat down and started interviewing people, man, it was just like smooth as silk, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I agree. And and what was the dog of Dogs of War event for, uh, for everybody out there? Andrew, you can answer that one. I, uh, Dogs of War, uh, Dogs of War is a nonprofit uh, founded okay. by Byron Davis, Dr. Byron Davis, uh, former police officer in... I think Spring Hill or Mount Juliet, one of those towns. I can't remember which one he's is part of, but he takes a, a veteran and a local Leo or a firefighter EMT out on a hunt and either pheasant, quail, uh, hog hunt, uh, whitetail, whatever, and takes them out, you know, to a, a gun club or a, a, a range or a preserve, and it's a free um, it's a free hunt for these people and he, it's great i did one uh a pheasant and a quail hunt and it was awesome and i have a i i would rather ha- shoot with my m16 or my 240 because that up over uh i can't i can't shoot worth worth anything with that thing no no way nope but it's a it's a great nonprofit, and um it was at the national gun club and they oh. they, they raised a good bit of money and um it was it was just a really fun time so you, you're, you're out there, and I like the fact you had the step in the repeat with the VFW, repping the VFW in the background. Very nicely done, Jillian. Very nicely done. <laughs> Always. But, well, I mean, you know, that's the thing I was kind of curious about. I mean, you're you're so involved with the VFW. What's it like to bring your your podcast experience and, and outreach to the VFW? Andrew here, he's a national recruiter, so I'm going to let him talk to, about that one. Um, it's just a, it's a great way. It's like you said, getting out there and, and that's what we have to do with the VFW because a lot of these, a lot of these new kids that are coming out, sometimes, you know, they don't even know that they actually are eligible for the VFW and getting, getting it out there. Um, that's with our post. We've got a guy here. Um, I mean, I can't be everywhere. This guy, Herbert Hill is, I mean, everywhere. I mean, every weekend we've got some, he's either at Woodbury flea market, uh, Sloan's motorcycles, Bumpus motorcycles, Harley Davidson, um, sportsman's warehouse. I mean, you name Mayday brewery. We were there yesterday and then I had a birthday party to go to. And at the birthday party, I picked up uh, a member and a donation just by going to a birthday party. I mean, it was um, you just, you know, I try and I, it's not selling the VFW. It's, it's selling a place to meet for, for, for veterans to come together. And it's not, it's not the smoky bar anymore. It's, it's, it's not, 
It's not the place where you go and drink. I mean, our post, we don't even have a building, but yet we have, I mean, we started with 25 members last year. We've got 145 right now. Um, and it's just, you know, we, we, we share ideas and we get out in the community and that's what the VFW is all about is, is community and bringing the community together and, and all the people together and all the nonprofits together. Well, the reason I kind of ask that is I see a, a parallel between what you all are doing with the VFW and how you all have approached Stellbutt podcast, right? You know, it, it's your, the VFW and the podcast community are two separate communities, but you're taking both of them to move veterans advocacy forward. It seems like. Uh, 100%. I, um, I like to say like, we use the podcast as a vehicle to get our, our name, our word out there. And I'm going to use a great instance right now. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was contacted by uh, Middle Tennessee's Home Builders Association. And the reason why they, they found me is through the podcast. Um, they contacted me and they said, hey, would you like to have uh, your podcast involved, involved with, um, we're giving away a mortgage-free home for a veteran. And it just turns out that the home that they're building is right down the street from my house. And I said, hell yes. And by the way, I'm the commander of the local VFW in the neighborhood. So you have not only the podcast support, you have all of VFW support 100%. As soon as I got out of that meeting, I immediately called Andrew Brian Walker, who Brian Walker is the state commander. And obviously they fell in love with the idea. Like who wouldn't fall in love with a more fall in love with the idea of a mortgage free home for a veteran. So the, not only the local VFW will be there, the uh, state will be there, the district will be there, and us local people will be there. And the groundbreaking for that is November 19th, and I'm super stoked about it. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Um, well, yeah, Commander Flake, I've been I've been reaching out a lot more, so I got a lot more to tell you after we're done with this. But it's gonna be good, man. I'm I'm very excited. I'm I'm really happy that you you got that. Um, you got that consideration from Pulte Homes yeah. and Homes for Heroes. Yeah, this whole thing's been an amazing ride to life. And so we're, we're only three months into this, and we're like, like what, what are we going to be like next year? I can't wait. Well, that's, that's kind of what I want to ask you before we move on to the next topic is, what's next for the Scuttlebutt podcast and you both? To be honest with you, I have no idea, man. We just jumped on this thing. We're riding the wave, man. Yeah, we're riding the wave, man. Like, we don't have a plan. We're just we're just gonna go and 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 get those stories, man. Well, I think that's important, and I'll tell you why. Because so many other podcasts I run into, uh, you know, and I was the same way with mine, uh, and still am to a degree. Is they they want like a a, a business plan, uh, you know, a, a show plan, media plan, and have all the planning done and everything buttoned down before they get behind the mic once. And I'm like, you can do that, but while you're doing all this planning, you're not executing anything. Exactly. Go out there. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. Go out there and execute. So you've done that. That's amazing. So I'm talking to Commander Richard Fleek and my good friend, Andrew Farr. Uh, they're with the Skullbutt podcast, the veteran podcast that is just making inroads now. I, I can't wait to see what's next, though, because you, you both are, are doing what I, I, I want to see other veteran podcasts do. Um, so I, I have kind of like a non-podcast topic to 
pick your brains about gentlemen if you're game yeah of course yes, go ahead absolutely all right all right all right so part one is the situation with lieutenant colonel scheller who got on social media made this huge rant about accountability and has you know since been relieved of command and is on his way out of the marine corps and i, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that one you know commander fleek you have you know led men you have commanded, you know, large operations. And Andrew, you've had to follow someone like Colonel Scheller in your service. Yeah. There's a lot of people who say that he was absolutely 100% wrong and should have never done what he did. And I just, I'm just curious what you all think about that. Uh, Commander Fleet, do you want to take this first? I, I'll just say that I don't think he did anything wrong. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. I agree. I think wow. account accountability. Okay, I, I've got a story about accountability. All right, okay. I was I was on patrol in 2005, and um, we were in Carmel. All right, and we go into this school, and um, you know we you know we wait, we clear the building, and we're upstairs, and we were waiting, and I'm like I'm exhausted, man. I've been I've been patrolling all day today because. Uh, not, or that day that I was there. And so I, I actually left a piece of gear in that schoolhouse. And I told my squad leader, I'm like, Hey, um, I left the pass. Um, uh, what the hell was it? It's the night vision with the, the black, white, white, black. Um, what's that called? I know what you're talking about. I forget what it's called. Um, it's, it's not a, it's a pass 13, uh, the past 13, I left it in the school and I told my squad leader, like we left the building and I'm like, Hey, he, he asked me, he's like, where's the past 13? I'm like, Oh, it's in the school. I didn't get it. And I'm like, okay, we got to go back and get it. So accountability, we went back after our patrol, after we got home, we went right back out to get that one piece of gear. Uh, and that's accountability. And I think Lieutenant Colonel Scheller was com completely accurate and I'm glad he did what he did. The, the reason I'm kind of asking that, uh, sir, is there's a lot of officers that I know, and these are, you know, anywhere from 03, 04s all the way up who, you know, took great pleasure, it seemed like, in, you know, criticizing the, the lieutenant colonel's actions. Uh, you know, my view is, I'm like, you know, if, if I have to, if one of my children want to join the Marine Corps and follow somebody, I'd rather them follow someone like Lieutenant Colonel Scheller than somebody who's yes. not... 100%. Okay. Let's not forget that 13 American lives were lost. So if I'm going to go and I'm going to um, be led by somebody, I want somebody, I want to follow somebody that's going to stand up for us, not for the scrambled eggs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I want my kid to follow that guy. Like 13 lives were lost because uh, America blundered this whole situation, they blundered it. So that leads me to my next question. And we, we've, you know, and we feel the same way is Lieutenant Colonel Scheller gets lamb blasted in a lot of places. People who support him are being told to shut up, but it's crickets from the, the same people, the same officers I know that had no problem lamb blasting, you know, this Marine are crickets about the fact that, you know, the Joint Chiefs head, General Milley, called China to warn them that, you know, Trump is not going to do anything. 
And I can't wrap my head around how that was one, okay. And two, how the man still has his job. And and three, why aren't we calling for his resignation? Uh, I'm just curious if I'm, you know, off base here or what am I not seeing? I think uh, you take this, man. You've you've China, got a little bit more knowledge in this than I do. Exactly. China, China is literally one of our biggest enemies, and for one of our own officers to call them and give them a heads up, man, that as far as I'm concerned, he should be in the brig. But, but what is it, sir? What is it? Why? Why, why did? Why are the, his fellow officers almost to a man quiet about this? Like you don't hear any officer stepping out of line at all, and he's getting a free pass. Yeah, I don't. I have no. I have no idea why they're not holding him accountable. I don't know. Are they afraid of their jobs? They're like when you get to that level, you know, it's all saving political face politics. Politics, man. And when you get politics in it, man, it just gets ugly fast. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's what I've been. That's my understanding, sir. Is that it, the officer corps is more political than anything else? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, at the Dogs of War event, there was a couple officers standing there listening to our podcast. And after, you know, when we had a break, I was like, hey, sir, would you like to sit down and have a talk with us? They're like, nope. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And we just signed him up for, uh, we got to vote on him. Uh, He's a great guy, but he's not going to, he he was like, nope, I don't want to talk about him. It's it's unfortunate because, you you know, I, I told one officer, it just reinforces the, mindset the lot of enlisted have is that officers don't care right we're, we're just a, a cog in your machine and if we break down or have a problem bring the next one in i don't care well it's well, not exactly true well, well, there are there are a couple of, i mean i've had a i've had a lot of good officers okay i mean there are some i mean just like enlisted there's really good enlisted yeah. and then there's some bad apples and then with the officers it's the same way like the guys that i started with that were over me Awesome guys. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't fault them in, in any way whatsoever. They, they look, they truly, I mean, they were fellow grunt. They were fellow grunts. They looked after us. Um, now other officers, I can't really talk about that, but the ones I had, they definitely had our back. Yeah. My junior officers, I did. I disliked them very much. I had no respect for my junior officers, but my, uh, high level officers. So I was a yeoman. I was the air boss's yeoman on an aircraft carrier. So in my, so a yeoman is basically an assistant. So, um, I work directly for the air boss. So in my office, there was a captain, a Navy captain, a commander, two commanders, a Lieutenant commander, a Lieutenant and my master chief and my LPO was the first class petty officer. So I sat in a room with a bunch of brass, the, the Lieutenant had no respect for that guy at all. The captain and the commanders, man, they were great guys. Um, my, the air boss, Commander Ed Brown, I love that guy to death. I'd do anything for that guy. My lieutenant, nope. <laughs> it, it was just striking to me. It was just really striking to me how, you, you know, they're they're both officers. And lieutenant colonel yeah. in the Marine Corps is, is not a slouch. You, you've had to Correct. pay the toll to get there. But the treatment by other officers to those two individuals was stark. And, and so I, I kind of wanted your, your take on that. It was a very interesting topic because I have, you know, someone who served in combat got wounded, Andrew, multiple times, right? And someone who's had to work in a high-stress environment and command other sailors 
to make sure the planes land and take off safely. I mean, it's not an easy thing. So it was very interested in that. But, you know, to kind of close this down is you guys launched fairly recently and, and you know, you shipped me some of your first episodes. And I'm like, you guys are on the right track. Believe it or not, you're you on the right track. Your, your criticisms and critiques were great, by the way. Yes. Well, thank you. But I, I, I just want to say it again because it's not said enough that, you know, to see you all doing this is just like, yes, it really makes my day. And I cannot wait to see what you all have in the future. We all, we all can win here. Um, if we all pull together, I just, I just, so thank you for coming on Oscar Mike radio. I, I can't wait to come to Tennessee again and see you both in person. Yeah. Yes. Um, us too. Hey, by the way, Travis, uh, congratulations on uh, your award. Yes. Um, good job, brother. Well, I need you all in the um, award show next year. We got to grow this thing. It was a good what's experience. that? What's that award show, show called? It's the Veterans Podcast Awards. And, uh-huh. and Andrew is bragging on me a little bit. I I took yeah. uh, the the news category, second place in the Marine Corps category. I was Oorah, man. That's I was more awesome. upset about the Marine Corps than anything else. I won that one. I just want to add um, that the Scuttlebutt Podcast makes no money off of these stories. None. I just want to be clear about this. Um, we were approached by a uh, like a manager. He wanted to manage us and had all these great ideas. And I absolutely put a stop to it. Like <laughs> put a dollar amount to this. And then I, I feel like I'm perverting my fellow brothers and sisters stories. And that's not what we're about. We just want to get their stories out there. And yep. I'm going to start a Patreon page, but only to build off of every nickel that we goes into it will go into the podcast we will not ever make a nickel off of the podcast i just want to be clear about that well i think it's important you say that i'm, I'm the same way with oscar mike radio uh, i have never taken a dime uh you know in, in profit uh you know, if i have sponsors true but trust me i mean you guys you, you know this that this equipment's not cheap transporting yeah. the stuff's not cheap exactly so i don't make yeah. any money off this right but I was going to ask you, I mean, the other thing too, I find is the minute you, because I've watched other podcasters, right? Do what was done to you, you know, yeah, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to manage you. I'm going to do this. The minute you take that money and that direction, it's no longer yours. Exactly. Exactly. And I I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself if I did that. I, I have to be able to get up in the morning and look in the mirror. I couldn't, I'm not selling not one damn story. It's on this Talk podcast. You guys are rocking oh, beards now. I'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking maybe I should give it hey, a shot. Hey, I got a funny story about that. Hey, so, there's a funny story, Travis. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Cy was sitting at our table. And, you know, this man lives with legendary beards. Their whole family just has these legendary beards. So before we even started, I said, hey, Uncle Cy, you got to do me a favor. I need you to rate my beard on the scale of one duck to 10 ducks and he thinks about it he's like 10 ducks being the best i said yes sir 10 ducks being the best he says i give you two ducks oh, <laughs> way to go jack <laughs> he didn't even rate my beard savage wow <laughs> just two he gave you two ducks man he i said, think hey travis i think commander fleek's beard looks amazing so i think it's I think better it's more- than two ducks 
I think it's better than two ducks, but it will have Maybe to talk to Sai again about that. I'm not a beer aficionado, but I, I would have to definitely say more than two ducks. But uh, wow, dude, I wow. think you should start rocking a beard, Travis. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've been I don't know. I've been baby faced for so long, but um, it, it's just great to, to talk to you. It's great to see your show growing, and then. You know, again, if, if you're a podcaster or military podcaster and you're wondering how you can, you know, get get out there. Well, I mean, subscribe to the Skullbutt podcast, get on their social yeah. media and you all have kind of written the template that you all have written the template of how to do this in, in, in three months. Well, because it took me a long time, a lot longer Damn. than three months to get going. But think about it. You started your show, you guys worked on your gel, you got yourselves gelled out and rolled together, you put yourselves yes. out there, people like what you're doing, and, you know, to the point about emotion, I mean, I'm sitting there listening to the Korean War uh, veteran, oh, and I am like, amazing. I'm getting chills, man, I'm like, yeah. you know, you don't hear these kinds of stories that often. And so it's one of those yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I, his presidential citation was amazing. Really? I, I, I started crying when I was reading it. He did. <laughs> At the end, out on that one, man, because I was, while the man was talking, I had goosebumps on my arms. And Andy right? looks over on the podcast yeah, recording. The podcast. Richard, you're getting goosebumps. I'm like, hey, bro, don't call me out. Man. <laughs> I like that stuff. I like that stuff because it's real. You know, it's right there. It's part of the moment. So, yeah. it's, so it's the, our language, stuff, man. Our, our language is very raw. So if you're out there and I, it's not safe for work, if you have kids in the car, don't play our, don't play our podcast. Wait till you're alone by yourself. Yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we swear a little bit. He, he talks we, like we a, he talks like a Marine. I talk like a sailor. It all comes out and, uh, and, and we get raw with our, we get down to business, man. And it does Fast get tax. emotional. It, we, we have definitely shed tears on the podcast for sure. Yep. Yeah. I was curious about that. And then, then, um, you know, I, I do, I, I'm glad you brought that up because do you think in this day and age where, where so many men are, are struggling mentally that, that you're providing an additional outlet to show that, Hey, it's okay yep. when you're yep. feeling emotional to let it out. Yeah. 100%. Yes. So, uh, right after we launched our first couple episodes, I got a Facebook message from somebody I'd never met a day in my life. And his response was, man, I was in Iraq and so, and so days, Thank you for this episode. You, I mean, I, this is what I really needed today. And I was like, holy shit, man, this is actually working. It's working. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, um, thank you so much for your time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thanks, Travis. Just an honor, man. I mean, to see just, we'll have to talk again, Andrew, but to see where Andrew was, where he is now and you know the people you know commander that he's able to impact yeah. and, and how you all working together is just great call me a fanboy i don't care because i'm like i'm seeing it work and hey, i love it we love you fanboy we yeah. love you yeah so as we say in uh oscar mike radio we are mission in flight i'm with andrew farr and commander richard fleek of the scuttlebutt podcast based out of central tennessee check them out i'll have all the links to their shows in uh the oscar mike radio show post 
You don't want to miss them. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, look them up. Gentlemen, thanks again. Thanks, Travis. We are Thank mission you. flight. Thank you.